Welcome back to The Law with D.K. Williams. As always, we are brought to you by the Launchpad Media Network, always launching ideas in your direction. Find us at www.thelaunchpadmedia.com. Now, we're going to talk about Citizens United for the most of this podcast, but first I just want to say that I've watched about as much of the Senate hearings on the Kavanaugh nomination as I could possibly stand. It is a bunch of preening, self-important bloviation from U.S. senators as they just sit there and they vie for the title of most self-righteous of 2018. And I got to tell you, it is too close to call. Now, the Dems are making a big deal out of documents that Kavanaugh was involved with back when he worked in the White House a long time ago, as if this matters to them, but it doesn't. As if any single one of those Democrats would vote for Kavanaugh if they got the documents. All they care about is blocking Kavanaugh, which they can't. They are performing theater. Sad, bad, pathetic theater. Which, come to think of it, pretty much sums up American politics, doesn't it? All right. Citizens United. You have heard Bernie Sanders rail against this decision. You've heard Elizabeth Warren, Hillary Clinton, and now you've got socialist Barbie Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about what they feel is the importance of overturning this most horrible decision probably ever decided in the history of the United States. If you listen to them, they will shut up about it. If a Democrat is in front of a mic, they are going to discuss how horrible Citizens United is in their mind. You can count on it. But how many of them do you think have actually read it? I'm going to guess almost none. Now, it's a 76-page opinion that includes the sense. The bulk of it, the, the majority, is 27 pages. I bet you a dime to a Danish that almost none of these people condemning it as the beginning of the end of the American dream has read it. But it's not just them. It's most of America. And it's not just on this case. Now, a, a friend of mine taught at a university tells a story about how the head of the student organization that was dedicated to overturning Roe versus Wade came to him to talk about it. And it turned out she had never actually read the case. She just knew it was bad. Now, how, how did she know it was bad? Because that's what she'd been told. And that's what these bearded, wool cap wearing, Zach Brown wannabes think Citizens United is about. They think it's bad because that's what they keep hearing. They've been told so by the likes of Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, Hillary, and the Bolshevik Barbie, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. One of the most important things I try to emphasize whenever I speak to anyone about any of these things, do not have an opinion about something if you haven't read it. It's like having an opinion about a restaurant you haven't been to, how good the performance of a car is that you've never driven. It's silly. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. Don't be that guy. Seriously, don't be that guy. Read the opinion, otherwise don't have one. What does Citizens United actually say? Does it say corporations have rights? No, it, it doesn't, despite what the likes of Xi Guevara, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and her ilk will tell you. One of the things that's important is the existence of corporations. And I understand within the libertarian community, there's disputes about whether or not corporations are legit or not. And I'm not going to get into that. Just for the sake of this discussion, just going to discuss that corporations exist. They are recognized by the government, state governments, local governments, and the federal government. Okay, they exist. So what are they within this legal framework? Anybody can incorporate. You can become a corporation. I can become a corporation. The kid down the street can become a corporation. Now, let's say we've got a hot dog vendor. There's quite often hot dog vendors outside of uh, courthouses. People come out during lunchtime or during breaks, buy themselves a hot dog, some chips, Diet Coke, whatever. So you've got a guy 
who owns his equipment, owns the hot dog stand, owns all the stuff. He buys the supplies every day, comes out there. He owns his cart. He owns his business. Does he have rights to speak about whatever he wants to speak about? Sure he does. He's just a guy, right? What would happen if he incorporated himself? So he's just now Hot Dog Vendor Inc. Does he still have the same rights to speak? Of course he does. That incorporation is irrelevant. Let's say he brings in a partner. Corporation now has two members. Did they have the same rights to speak that they did before? Of course they did. Act of incorporating is irrelevant to their rights as individuals to speak. Now, let's say he expands, opens up hot dog vendors in front of every courthouse in the United States, and he's a multinational corporation, goes public, a million people own stock in his hot dog company. Do any of the people that bought stock in his hot dog company have the same rights as they did before? Well, of course they did. It's a ridiculous question. He has the same rights he did before, and so do all of these other people. If he decides, before he incorporates, when it's just him, if he decides to put an ad in a newspaper saying, don't vote for Hillary, okay, he can do it, right? And if he does it with his partner, he can do it. If he does it with a thousand people that are not incorporated, not incorporated at all, there's a thousand people, maybe he has a GoFundMe page, collects all this money, runs an ad in the newspaper, he can still do it. So the fact that if he has incorporated and he has a million stockholders, he can still do it. Right? And that is what Citizens United ultimately is holding. Citizens United is an entity that doesn't like Democrats. So they had made a documentary saying how bad Hillary Clinton was. Now, this was in January of 2008 is when they released this documentary. Now, think about the timing. This is back when Hillary was running for the Democratic nomination against Barack Obama. Citizens United, just like Hillary herself, thought she was going to win. Of course, it didn't work out that way. But Citizens United put together this documentary with a bunch of people like Laura Ingram or whoever saying how horrible the world would be if Hillary won. They're not objective. They're not trying to be objective. They're trying to get you to not vote for Hillary. And there's no disputing that. And this documentary produced by Citizens United was called Hillary, the movie. Now, don't get that confused with the one Dinesh D'Souza did in 2016. He had one called Hillary's America, the secret history of the Democratic Party. Different one. So, Citizens United knew, because of a statute enforced by the Federal Election Commission, that they were not allowed to show this documentary within 30 days of an election due to this federal statute. The idea was we don't want corporate money influencing people 30 days before an election is a very important time. If we let corporations do an ad for their documentary and say, hey, everybody watch this documentary we put together about how horrible Hillary is, that would have an undue influence on America and on the election. Right, I think the underlying premise here is because Americans are too damn stupid to make up their own minds. And, oh my goodness, there's a documentary and this is going to change the way the entire history of the United States is going to play out because people are so stupid. That's this underlying premise that so many statists have, right? They're smarter than you. They're going to pass the laws to tell you how things should be and everybody will be happy as long as you just go along with it. So that's what these federal statutes were doing. Certain time limit, you could not advertise these political messages. Couldn't do it. And not only was it not allowed civilly, they were criminal acts. If you broke these laws, you are subject to criminal punishment. So Citizens United wanted to produce this thing, or they, they had produced it. Citizens United wanted to show this. They knew that statute was bogus because it was infringing on their First Amendment rights as individuals who happened to be involved in a corporation, a nonprofit corporation, for whatever that's worth. And it really is ir irrelevant, but they're a nonprofit. So they filed a lawsuit challenging the law 
and saying that the Federal Election Commission could not enforce it against them because it violated the First Amendment, right? Just as another little fact side of this thing, Citizens United had made this available uh, on DVD, and what they were gonna, what they wanted to do prior to the election, prior to the primary election, they wanted to show it on video on demand, where a cable company would provide it, and you could go and get it on demand, right? The cable company was going to charge Citizens United to show it, right? They had to pay them $1.2 million. And Citizens United was like, yeah, cool. We're doing this to affect an election. It's like buying commercial time, right? So we got no problem with that. What would often happen is if you wanted to watch something on video on demand, you'd pay for it. And we do that now. Amazon, uh, all kinds of pay-per-view things. You want to run it for 24 hours, it's $3.99 or whatever. You can buy it for $12.99 or whatever it is. But in this case, Citizens United just wanted it to be free. If you wanted to watch it, it would be on demand for you to watch and you could watch it because that's what they wanted. They wanted to buy ads on TV, broadcasting cable, to show, hey, hey, everybody, go check out this on video on demand. It's this documentary about how horrible Hillary is. And that's what they were prohibited from doing by federal statute, subjecting themselves to civil and criminal liability for dating a political opinion. Citizens United had made ads to pimp out the film, right? And this, I found this kind of slightly amusing. The Supreme Court in the decision, which struck down those laws, saying that the federal government cannot ban, the federal government cannot censor political speech. It doesn't matter if it's 30 days before an election, 60 days before an election, or whenever. The federal government cannot do that. And the Supreme Court was describing these ads that Citizens United were offering to put out. And they said, the quote, each ad includes a short and in our view, pejorative statement about Hillary Clinton. It's like how they put that in there in a parentheses. In our view, pejorative. Yeah, of course, they hated her. They didn't, she thought she was horrible. And as time has shown, she pretty much is. Speaking of pejorative statements about Hillary, I mean, those aren't hard to find then. They're not hard to find now. And here is the problem as the Supreme Court described it. This is on page 320 of Citizens United versus Federal Election Commission. Quote, before the Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act of 2002, oh, let me stop right there. You know it's a problem because it's bipartisan, so I know it's going to be absolutely horrible for everybody. I'll continue on. Before that act, quote, federal law prohibited and still does prohibit corporations and unions from using general treasury funds, their own money, to make direct contributions to candidates or independent expenditures that expressly advocate the election or defeat of a candidate through any form of media in connection with certain qualified federal elections, which is president is one of them, right? U.S. Senate is another. Most of them are. So this Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act said you could not say don't vote for somebody or vote for somebody through any form of media. So it's not just this documentary that had been made. And the court goes on to talk about it, how this would apply to books or pamphlets also, or even a blog post, right? So those people that are saying that Citizens United is horrible and must be overturned are expressly advocating for the government's ability to censor political speech. They want the government to be able to ban documentaries at a certain time period under certain conditions. If that's not offensive to everyone listening to this on a visceral level, I don't know what is. And yet we've got Bernie and his ilk out there talking about how Citizens United must be overturned and then what he does not say, and what you should point out whenever somebody says this is, what they don't say is, so government can ban documentaries about political people. It is absurd. Do not let them get away with these arguments without saying, so you think the government should be able to ban documentaries, because that is exactly the facts presented by this case. It doesn't say, hey, do corporations have rights? Yeah. No, that's not what it is. That's, not, that's how they've twisted it, but that's not the holding. 
the holding is the federal government cannot ban documentaries, period. So if you want Citizens United overturned, you believe the government should be able to ban documentaries and in effect, and as the government admitted, also books and pamphlets and blog posts. I, I, I can't believe the fraud that Bernie and Hillary and Alexandria and Elizabeth Warren are getting away with. And people buy this stuff because they haven't read the case. So Citizens United took it to the district court. Of course, the district court ruled in the FEC's favor saying, yeah, we can ban these documentaries because that's what district court judges almost always do. They uphold statutes. It takes a, uh, an appellate court judge either at the court of appeals level or, as in this case, the U.S. Supreme Court level. The district court judge wrote that the statute applied to Hillary, and Hillary is what they're calling the documentary. The statute applies to Hillary because it was susceptible to no other interpretation than to inform the electorate that Senator Clinton is unfit for office, that the United States would be a dangerous place in a President Hillary Clinton world, and that viewers should vote against her. Well, how outrageous is that? I mean, that's what politics are, right? And they're going to ban it because that's what it says and within certain conditions in a certain time around an election. In other words, what they're banning here is free speech. And what good is free speech if you can't tell people you think a candidate is bad? I mean, that goes right to the heart of why we have free speech. Citizens United is a corporation, like we talked about, is irrelevant. Only individuals write scripts. Only individuals make statements. I'm making a statement right now. If I was being paid by Exxon, it's still me making a statement. If I was reading something that somebody else had written, somebody else had written it. It is an individual making a statement. The court gets into, rightly, about how who pays for it is irrelevant. Because if we're going to start making that an issue, then courts are going to have to decide the legitimacy of statements based on who or what or how the money has been acquired. And one thing that gets me about these hippies, and I say that with all love and respect because there's a whole lot of libertarian hippies. I sometimes have been described as a hippie, but the hippies I'm talking about are the ones saying Citizens United is a travesty. It must be overturned. Corporations should not be able to spend money on politics. For example, the ACLU is a corporation. Lots of corporations out there. And if we can ban Citizens United from spending money on a documentary, you can ban some local organization, some local corporation from buying poster board and Sharpies and sticks and tape. So you can make signs and go down and protest in front of the Capitol building. That's money, right? This whole money isn't speech thing is a, is a red herring. It's bogus. It doesn't make any sense. No, money's not speech. Okay, where does that leave us? Should you be allowed to buy poster board with money so you can write on it and use your speech? Yes. Should you be able to use money and make a documentary if you want to exercise your speech? Yeah, you should. You're exercising your speech. The fact that money is involved is irrelevant. Of course money's involved. Money's involved when you buy a bottle of water. Money's involved when you go to McDonald's. Money's involved when you buy film. Money's involved when you buy a Sharpie for your sign. It's just an absurd non sequitur that people try to use to distract from the real issue that they want the government to be able to censor political speech. So here's the bottom line. If Citizens United had been decided differently, or if Bernie and Elizabeth and Alexandria and Hillary and all of them get their way, the federal government could censor documentaries, it could censor books, it could censor pamphlets, it could censor websites. They could put you in jail. Remember, this was a criminal sanction in addition to civil. They could put you in jail if you used your free speech in a manner that federal bureaucrats deemed was unlawful because you're talking bad about a candidate or talking good about one for that matter. You can't tell people to vote for or against an individual under this law, which has been turned down because thank goodness that Citizens United was decided correctly and in, in, in opposition to censorship. And so while Citizens United dealt with the documentary, it was brought up during oral arguments that the same rationale would apply to books. 
The government admitted it would. They admitted that the ban as applied, it applied to almost every other form of media, including pamphlets. So get that. If you oppose Citizens United, you want the government to be able to ban pamphlets if they're handed out too close to an election or advertised too close to an election. It's insane, but they keep doing this. They keep pimping this nonsense. Don't let them say, no, 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 we don't want the government to censor. We just don't want corporate money to influence elections because the effect of this desire is government censorship and it is an evisceration of the First Amendment. Don't let them get away with that. And don't get me started on this whole money. We want to get money out of politics mantra. It's nonsense. And this is why. You know, I want to get gravity out of falling down so old people don't break their hips as much, right? Don't we all want that? Oh, what, do you oppose? Do you want old ladies to break their hips when they fall? What kind of evil demon are you? That's a ridiculous argument, right? Gravity exists. It's going to exist. Money exists. It is going to exist. And political power is something people want. And if someone wants it, wants access to it, wants to be able to use it, someone is going to pay for it. I don't care how many laws you pass. I don't care what statutes you put in there. Somebody is going to figure out a way to buy that power. You or I probably won't be able to figure it out without being subject to violating the laws and going to jail. But the rich connected people, they've got an office building full of lawyers and accountants and people that will parse every single page and figure out exactly what they can do and what they can't do. And they'll find a way around it and they will buy it or they'll just break the law and do it and hope they get away with it. Everyone should read Jack Abramoff's book, Capital Punishment, capital with an O. It's play on words. Abramoff was this big time, powerful lobbyist, federal lobbyist during the Reagan era. And he had this huge office. And I mean, he writes about the things that they did about how, hey, if you wanted access to a congressman, you had to pay, period. I mean, he's legit straight up. He's not hiding anything. He's saying, this is what we did. And I broke some laws and I went to jail. Uh, I'm not making excuses for it. I, I am sorry for what I did. I'm not making excuses for it. But I broke these laws. But guess what? Every single day in Washington, D.C., these laws are being broken by people with money, by people with connections, and by people with power and people that want that governmental authority enacted in their favor. You and I don't have that access, right? So all of these laws are oppressive to the little person. So you got these people out here complaining about, oh, big government is ruining elections and ruining our democracy. So we need more laws. It's an asinine conclusion. It's like when Bernie says, because he said this all the time, and I can't do a Bernie impersonation, but he says, Wall Street owns Congress. Hey, I'm not going to argue with that on Bernie. Okay, you're right. The problem is your next statement, your solution to this problem that you and I agree on is to give Congress more power. The fallacy there is so obvious to anybody with half a brain. It's like throwing Br'er Rabbit into a briar patch. It is exactly where the government wants to go is into regulations because they control them. They know how to use them. It's the little people, the little corporations that do not. So if you want money out of politics, you have to take away the power of the government because politicians cannot sell what they do not have. If you keep giving power to the government, somebody's going to buy it. I don't care how many statutes you pass. I don't care how many laws you put out there, how many regulations you promulgate. Someone will buy it, and it will be the powerful and the, and the connected. It will not be us, and it won't be the people clamoring for it now. And another good quote from the decision, which overturned the statute that Hillary and all the rest of them want to enforce, the Supreme Court wrote, the First Amendment does not permit laws that force speakers to retain a campaign finance attorney, conduct demographic marketing research, or seek declaratory rulings before discussing the most salient political issues of our day. But if Citizens United were overturned, that's exactly what would be happening. And listen to this. This is from the opinion as well. Quote, 
This is at the time in 2010. Campaign finance regulations now impose unique and complex rules on 71 distinct entities. These entities are subject to separate rules for 33 different types of political speech. The FEC has adopted 568 pages of regulations, 1,278 pages of explanations and justifications for those regulations, and 1,771 advisory opinions since 1975. You think you and I can keep up with all that? No. But the Koch brothers, sources, whoever, whoever you want to name, the rich and connected can, and they do, and it oppresses us. So that's why Citizens United should not be overruled, and it's why it was decided correctly to begin with. The government cannot censor political speech legitimately. All of those laws are not necessary to protect the American people, despite what Bernie and his ilk are talking about. It's absurd. Those laws are necessary to protect the politically connected lawyers, the lobbyists, the contractors who can afford to read them and abide by them, and to squash the little people that cannot. First Amendment is clear. Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. It does not say Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech unless it is within 60 days of an election and a company is paying for it. So those that want Citizens United overturned, that's what they want to amend into the, the First Amendment. But it's not there. One more timely point on this. Um, one of the arguments the government made trying to defend this law was that um, if corporations are going to spend money to make a political argument, some of their shareholders are going to be upset by that, right? And we need to protect those shareholders. That's what we call pretext in the legal world. It's nonsense. They're just trying to make up something in order to uh, uh, justify their end result, which is they want to be able to censor speech. There's a real simple solution to dissenting shareholders. And we just saw that recently when Nike put out the ad with Colin Kaepernick. A lot of people were not happy with that political statement. Dissenting shareholders sold their stock. There was a noticeable dip in the price of Nike stock the day after that campaign was announced because dissenting shareholders were selling their stock. They didn't need government protection. They didn't need a single government ban threatening criminal action against those who were paying for that ad. Market wins again without any government force. So don't let these Bernie Nistas and Elizabeth Warren types and the rest of them, the Shanghai Barbie, she Gravera running for Congress up in the Bronx, get away with this stuff. Call them out on it. Tell them if they oppose Citizens United, they are in favor of government censorship of political speech. The end. That's it. There's no way around it. They want the government to ban documentaries and books that do not meet the official approval of the government. So once again, thanks for joining me. It's been The Law with me, DK Williams, brought to you by the Launchpad Media Network. Always launching ideas in your direction. Find us at www.thelaunchpadmedia.com. Check me out at dkwilliams.net and bluecarp.net. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Blue Carp. And remember, my friends, freedom is dangerous. Live dangerously.